1: Welcome to Oprah's 2020 Visionary Talks. From the stage of my own 2020 Vision, Your Life in Focus Tour, WW, Weight Watchers Reimagine and I join forces to bring you candid conversations with some of the world's most famous trailblazers whose story of wellness will empower you to discover the highest, truest vision for your life. We're going to close out our morning with what we're calling our WW Presents... 2020 Vision Transformation Talk. And our guest today is Layla Ali. Daughter of the most recognized sports figure of the 20th century, boxing legend Muhammad Ali. Layla is a former professional boxing champion herself, also a wife, a mother, a TV host, on own of Homemade Simple, best-selling author, and a powerful voice for empowerment and for wellness. Please welcome, Layla Ali.
2: What's up, Oprah? (laughs) Thank you so much. Hi! How are you doing? I don't know about you, but I feel amazing, okay, with the dancing, the meditation, and thank you so much, Oprah for inviting me here today. Thank you, WW. Thank you all for being here. I mean, the energy in this room is so powerful because you have all chosen that you want to live a better life, and you are doing it starting today. So as you know, as you've heard, I have many different titles, right? My resume is pretty long, but I have to tell you, what I enjoy most is encouraging others to be the greatest version of themselves by replenishing your health, your mindset, and your purpose. Now, I was blessed to have the greatest teacher as a role model. Being Muhammad Ali's daughter was truly a divine gift. It really is. Having him as an example shaped me into the person that I am today. Now, my dad had a tremendous amount of respect for himself and also for others. His courage and dedication were immeasurable when it came to standing up for people and doing what was right. When I was, man, thinking about him now. When I was a child, he told me that boxing was his platform. It was just a job, right, to do his real work. He said boxing did not define him. He made sure that my siblings and I knew exactly how famous he was too. Oh yeah. He used to say, you know I can go anywhere in the world and people know me. He used to say this all the time. They don't have to know English. They don't even have to have television, but they know the name Ali. And he told me that it wasn't because he was the greatest inside the ring, but it was what he was doing outside of the ring. And I watched him doing it every day. Simply putting a smile on people's faces or freeing hostages. I mean, come on, he did it all. My dad always talked about how he wanted to be remembered. I remember this as a little child. It was so important to him, and he was building his legacy according to his own standards. So as I became an adult, his word led me to think about my own legacy. Here you are, the daughter of Muhammad Ali. What are you going to do? So I had an inherent desire to give back and uplift others as well. And I knew that I wanted to make a difference in the world, but I didn't know exactly how. Fast forward in time, I was about 18 years old, going to school full time, living on my own. Yes, I had a nail salon at the time, I was doing nails. Y'all didn't know that, huh? i do a good pedicure, (laughs) best massage you've ever had. My husband knows it. (laughs) I was very ambitious. Well, one night, I was at a friend's house getting ready to watch Mike Tyson fight. Y'all know who that is, right? Yeah, it was a heavyweight fight, main event. So we got our popcorn, our soda, our pizza. We're getting ready to watch the fight. And all of a sudden, women walk into the ring. And I was like... I had no idea that women's boxing even existed until that moment. So I watched the fight and was in awe the whole time. I went home that night dreaming about becoming a professional boxer myself. Well, the next morning I woke up. You know how we do. I started thinking. I started thinking of all the reasons why I shouldn't do it, I couldn't do it. I've never been an athlete, had never participated in sports of any kind in school, none, no athletic background. And did I really wanna follow in the footsteps of the goat? (laughs) I mean, would I be able to do what it would take to become a boxer? I had no idea, I had no idea what it would take. I wasn't that little girl in the gym with my father watching him. I was, my father had been done boxing by the time I was old enough. No exposure to any of this. What would people think? And most of all, what would my father think? I didn't think he would like it. I knew that. So I talked myself out of it. And a whole year went by before I decided to listen to the voice inside of me that just would not go away. And I decided to give boxing a try. So I found a local boxing gym and started training in secrecy. Yes, I told everybody, I was like, I'm just trying to lose some weight, you know, I'm just getting in shape. I had about 30 pounds that I could stand to get off. But in actuality, I was testing the waters. I wanted to make sure that I had the natural talent and that I was going to be able to do what it would take to transform myself into a fighter. And my goal <laughs> was to be the best, not just any fighter. I knew I wanted to be a world champion. I wanted to be undefeated. So I went to the gym six nights a week after school and work. Every day I walked in that gym, excited, 8 p.m., never miss a day, and I worked the heavy bag, speed bag, shadow boxing, jump rope, and I did it all. I mean, my body was sore 24-7, and I mean it. You know, you know, if any of you have ever done a boxing workout, you know what I'm talking about. You find muscles that you didn't even know you had. So I had to learn how to run, which was something that I had never done before. And my mom used to run about a mile a day. She was always very fit. And she said, come on, she took me to the beach and I can remember the first day. She said, you know, we're gonna run for 30 seconds and we're gonna walk for a minute. We're gonna run for 30 seconds, walk for a minute. And we continued that interval until I could run for a mile. Then eventually I passed her up. I was running for two, three, four. But she took me out there and just got me started. And within about four months, I had lost about 35 pounds of body fat, gained lean muscle, and more importantly, I thought, looked, and felt like an absolutely different person. I had actually transformed myself into this fighter that I had the vision of. So training to become a boxer was the hardest thing that I had ever done. But I loved every moment of it because I kept that vision in my mind of the end result. And I apply that to everything I do now, that vision of me holding my hands up in the ring with those belts around my waist, and that was my driving force throughout my entire boxing career. Once you get it, you want to keep it. So that was my vision. So the news eventually got around that I was in the gym training, and I remember my father came in town and confronted me. Me and my father have had about three really important conversations in life, life life-changing conversations that changed his life and mine. And this was one of them. He said, I hear you boxing. (laughs) Is it true? I was like, yes, Dad. I was real confident, you know, with my dad. Like, I'm that one, that last baby girl. (laughs) And I got a baby girl putting me through the same thing right now. Layla all over again. I said, it's true. He said, the whole world's going to be watching you. You're going to have a light shining on you. You know, you know how much pressure you're going to be under? And I said, yes, Dad, I've given it a lot of thought. And I want to do it. (sighs) What if you get knocked out? Or you you get knocked down? I said, I'm going to do what you did, Dad. I'm going to get back up. My father grew more and more frustrated. Thank you. He grew more and more frustrated because he knew what I was saying was right, but how he felt about it was so strong. So he said it, it's too hard. It's a man's sport and it's not for you. I said, I understand how you feel, but I've made my decision and it's final. I had to do what was in my heart, just like he did. And that's what I told him, I do what's in my heart. So six months later, I had my pro debut. It was my first time ever getting in the ring. No amateur fights, right? So you can imagine the pressure that was on me, a young girl getting in the ring for the first time with my father, Muhammad Ali in the audience, 80 different media outlets, my first fight ever waiting to see what I was going to do. So this was the moment to prove to my father, to the world, and most importantly to myself that I had become an athlete. So that bell rang. My opponent and I met in the middle of the ring and started boxing. Fifty-four seconds later, she was on the canvas. I won that fight by knockout in the first round, 54 seconds. And I glanced over and saw the smile on my dad's face. Honey, that was all I needed. I went on to win four world titles, 24, no, 21 knockouts. And it didn't happen by accident. That's what was meant to happen, and I put in the work. So after I won my first world title, First world So he was at a lot of the fights. It was a title fight, he came to the back of my room and he said, I, I wanna to talk to you. And I'm like, oh man, now what? What did I do? He had a serious look on his face. And I was so nervous. Like what does he, cause you know, like I said, when, when my dad pulls you aside, says he wanna to talk to me? I said, okay. And he said, I was wrong. He said, you can fight, and women can fight. And that wasn't only a big win for me, it was a big win for us. Because my father thought a certain way about women. And he tried to put a limit on me, and I didn't let him. So I had won his respect in the ring and outside of the ring. And that was big to me. He said he was proud of me. So we both hugged tight and we cried. And I knew my father was just afraid. He was afraid he didn't want me to get hurt, so I understood that. But my desire to become a world champion was so strong and so pure that I didn't let anyone else's limitations or fear on me stop me. Not even my own father, who happened to be the greatest of all time. (laughs) But my intention was clear from the beginning. I listened to my inner voice, I let it guide me, and I took a chance on myself. And I've been doing it ever since.
0: Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI owned brands right now, like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success
1: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem
0: of a detour.
2: So I didn't know exactly what the outcome would be, but I knew I would do my absolute best to reach my goal. Becoming an athlete forced me to be stronger mentally, physically, and spiritually. And one of the most important lessons that I've learned is that confidence comes from preparation. Confidence comes from preparation. People ask me all the time, how are you so confident? Because I do the work. And I apply that to every area of my life. So now I'm 42 years old, had my pro debut at 20, so long ago. I have two children. I weigh 200 pounds. Right now, today, and I feel amazing. I feel healthier, I am healthier than I was 15 years ago because I've learned what works for my body at all stages. And I train smarter, not harder. I focus on my health, not what size I wear. And I watched my father struggle with Parkinson's disease for 35 years. My father would often tell me that he felt that if he would have adhered to a cleaner, organic diet, he thinks his Parkinson could have been avoided. And he told me that at a very young age. And whether that was true or not, it always stayed in the back of my mind, and it changed and shaped the way that I think about food. You know, it can work for us, or it can work against us. It all depends on what we choose to eat. I was diagnosed with thyroid disease 15 years ago, and I've been on medications since then that I have to take for the rest of my life And I know many of you might be struggling with the same thing. It's a struggle to stay at a healthy weight for me because my metabolism is slow now. I'm not used to that, I used to lose 10 pounds the week of the fight, get that weight off. It doesn't happen that way anymore. And there are also days when I feel fatigued or have lack of motivation in general. But while thyroid disease has proven to be a challenge, it has also made me respect my health more than ever. And I'm an advocate for being preventative. You must take time for self-care, eat quality foods and commit to getting your body in motion. And it's not just about what you put in your mouth. We know this now, right? Ask yourself, what kind of thoughts are you consuming in your mind? What are you feeding your spirit? Your game plan has to be a 360 degree full circle strategy If you want to be the greatest you, right? I love this 2020 vision of me. (laughs) Thank you, Oprah. (laughs) I have embraced the changes that are gonna come. You know, what worked for me 20 years ago when I was fighting, it doesn't work for me now. And what works for me now may not work five or 10 years from now. So you gotta just go with the flow. (laughs) Woo! It's important to me that my legacy includes being an excellent role model to my children just as my father was to me. But how can I be present and be an energetic mom, be a loving wife to my husband, and take care of them like you know how we do. How are we going to take care of them if we can't take care of ourselves and be happy and healthy, ladies? How can I inspire others to take control of their health? and be the best version of themselves without being an example myself. So this is why I stay committed. I understand the power of legacy. Have you ever thought about what your legacy will be? Each and every person in this room will leave a legacy in one way or another. You don't have to be a celebrity or an athlete to leave a legacy. You know, if I would have tried to compare myself to my father, how great he is, how he changed the world, and said, how am I gonna do that? How am I gonna live up to that? I would have never gone after my own purpose in life. So how do you want to be remembered? That's what I want you to think about. As someone who chose to be well and live a joyful life that was infectious to others, or as an amazing parent who was an excellent role model to his or her children, as someone who pursued their dreams relentlessly, because the intention and energy that you put into the way you live your life will become your legacy. The food you eat, the work you do, the people you choose to surround yourself with will define who you truly are. You can say one thing all you want to, but we're all gonna be watching what you're actually doing, and that's what's gonna become your legacy. So you have to be intentional, deliberate, purpose-driven, and relentless. Thank you. Yesterday would have been my father's 78th birthday. Yes. Show him some love, because trust me, he's watching, he's listening. (laughs) What better gift could I have given my dad than to say I'm standing on a stage in front of a sold-out arena, giving my testimony on something I learned from him? (laughs) The significance of creating a legacy, inspiring people to become the greatest version of themselves That's what he wanted to do, and that's what I'm going to do. And we've been able to do it together. We're all doing it together. We all have the power to write our own story. I've been in the biggest shadow, the greatest shadow of all time. And I'm still writing my own story. So your past doesn't define you. Thank God. Woo! I know I feel that way about mine. (laughs) But every day, you have the opportunity to write your legacy. Every day. So don't wait. Start today. Start now. We're going to do it? I know you will. Thank you so much. I love you all.
1: Leila ah, lay. Hey Leila Aley. Ah, so I, I wanted to ask you about that. As you were speaking, I was just thinking about what's it like to to be in how do you create your own light when you are living in the shadow of the greatest of all time? I mean I, I would think that would be hard, particularly right. for the kids. Right. Yeah. I thank God that at a very
2: young age, I was able to see all of the greatness in my father and also the imperfections and say, wow, mm-hmm. this is the most famous, beloved man in yeah. the world. Yeah. And he makes mistakes too. He's not perfect. So that just really leveled the playing field for me. And I said, he's a human being just like me. So, how so it doesn't make him. It didn't make him. You know, I was like, I can let my own light shine together, and it doesn't. You know, it makes his even more powerful.
1: Yes, but how did you figure that out when the whole world is like, Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali? I know.
2: That's yeah. why I said I thank God because I I was very quiet and still, and and, you know, I don't know if it was from a past life or what, Oprah, but like I yeah. said, I was so young, and that's the thing. I was just yeah. like, wow. But I realized very young that I can do my own thing, just like my father did. To me, he was not. A God. He was my father.
1: Well, the thing, my biggest takeaway from what you said here today, and I love this, I hope you all got it. Take a chance on myself. Absolutely. Take a chance on yourself. Yeah, because
2: the thing is this. A lot of times we hold ourselves back because we're afraid of what will happen. It might not go the way I want it to go. What will they say? What will they think? And when you understand that, sometimes you gotta just take that leap and just say the heck with it. But when you, that's why it was so important for me to see that even Muhammad Ali's not perfect. Even he makes mistakes. So if I make a mistake, it's okay. If you're not perfect, it's okay. The goal is to learn in this life and grow in this life. So you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable because if you're ever gonna grow, you got to push yourself, just like we tell our children.
1: They don't want to do something. They're afraid, right? But we have to push them. And I love when you were talking about preparation. You know, my definition of luck is preparation, Mm -hmm. meeting the moment of opportunity. And when that happens, when you're prepared and you meet the moment of opportunity, people go, oh, you're so lucky, Mm -hmm. but no luck shows up unless you're prepared. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. And I love the fact that me and Oprah think the same way. I'm just like, I'm doing something right. <laughs> yes, you have to. My confidence always comes from preparation. When I was boxing, oh, she's cocky. She's this, she's that. And I'm like, look, I'm doing the work and I'm going to go in there and I'm going to put the action behind what I'm saying and I go get the knockout. In 54 seconds. Only I can say that. I get oh, 54 the knockout. You seconds. can't say that. Oprah. I can't say that. You get a knockout in your own way, though. Okay.
1: But But, but, but tell me this were you ever were you ever fearful that it couldn't actually happen I mean when you have your father Muhammad Ali saying I don't think you can do it Mm -hmm. what made you say I I I can I will watch me right
2: well first I realized that he just I felt he just doesn't know any better that's how I felt
0: no, okay. really, like,
2: he doesn't know women box. I, we obviously can box. I'm training. I see women training. So that just wasn't the case. He was old school. He just didn't know. Then he didn't realize this fighter that I had in me. And when you talk about being present as a parent, because if you're not, you miss so, so, so much. That's something I'm working on now, too, because we have so many things going on. But he wasn't always present. And he didn't realize what I had inside of me. But it wouldn't have mattered. His fear... Wouldn't even let him see the opportunity, the possibility because I was his baby girl. He didn't want me in a dirty, grimy boxing gym. I got that. But it was in my heart, and I had to do what I wanted to do. And yes, you say, how do you know that you're going to do it? Oprah, with every cell in my body, every single cell, before I got in that ring, I knew I was going to win. That's how I felt. And I'm, it wasn't something I'm just saying. It was not a mantra. Like, I'm, I really felt it. I didn't know how I was gonna win. Was it gonna be a knockout in the third, fourth? What was gonna happen? Am I gonna get cut? I don't know. Is her nose gonna get broke? I don't know. But I'm gonna win. And I have never felt that way about anything else in life. I'm telling you, since then, I do a lot. I don't have that feeling. So that's how I felt. I owned that ring. So now, as someone who's had that feeling of knowing for sure, okay? how do you go do things that you don't feel that way about? How do I come on this stage today in front of 15,000 people with Oprah Winfrey and still feel like I can do my best? I didn't have that feeling I had in the ring.
1: But you did your best. Thank you. You did your best. (laughs) That's what I was getting to. See? (laughs) You did your best. Thank you, Layla Ali. Thank Thank you. you. I love you guys. Thanks, so. Good job. Great job. Great job. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy, So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem
0: of a detour.
1: One, two,
2: three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're gonna pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on Auto Trader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader.